five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Heier jüdische Brüder. Als man tracht daran, ein bisschen auf den Gedanken. Als Birches Amusen, das Mama ist wie ein Geschenk. Der Bascheffer beit von uns bloß ab und Minuten. Aber uns verdienen wir von größten Benefiten. Uns beit mit Kessheider beim Schemaier im Asen. Sie kennen sich mit dem Schwuche Spasen. Die Birches Amusen, als ein größer Kuh vermuckt. Man darf nur daran trachten, ein bisschen was man sucht. Der heilige Kinder schreibt, Urwani, Mamisch an Aftuche, Wer sie Mensch bekabune, wird nimmschig werden an am Schuche, für Panusse beschäfe, für die ganze Mischbuche. in der Viertos, alle haben Spuren begleiten im Jid. Und ich bin schon mit mir gewohnt, ich bin mit der Freilich gemied. Dabei heute versucht, als man nimmt den Sinnen, Birches Hamusen hat nicht der Ost in der Feier drinnen. Weil man bin schon mit mir gewohnt, wie soll man da? Ist kein Mann schuldet auf den Menschen, kann schon schon ab. Ein Der Maße geht noch ein bisschen weiter. Der jeder Zeit, noch zwei Jahre sahen den Koch, ist ein Tag herangekommen nach Deutsch und gesehen, dass ich bin in einem sehr guten Zustand bin. Anders wie meine ausgemuggelten Brüder, das hat mich sehr verdrossen. Er hat noch mit seinem richtigen Kass, der langt ab und schlägt. Ich habe mich gegeben, ein kleines Löffel in der Hand, in einem ausgetrugenen Häuf. Die Jid, schreit er. Mit dem kleinen Löffel, so ist die Gruppe Magrib, zwei Meter breit und drei Meter tief. Und das alles muss getan werden, bis auf pure Schuhe. Und mit dem kleinen Löffel. In draußen ist gewesen eine bittere Kälte. Eine dicke Schicht von Schnee hat immer gedeckt die Erde. 
ستوز جزين ما مش إميجلك بالستون شتايدك الجانس فلويدن مسندك أز بزابور شو كم دروش تسرق إنه يدوس نشفارتك بيه وايزوز وارت ميخوب أبومن الدراف إز دارك فور ناقي بانسر تتركل فيلم الدايتش سلداتن مزو ميخ دزين هم زي فكازر جنمة وارفن أفمير كفافو متمايرن Kartoffeln Ausgehingete Arbeiter, tracht nicht gar zweimal, sei tanzen wir uns für seine Kar, hab mal puschowlich, in dieser halben Schuhe, ich gewinne dort ein Grieb pinklich, was ich auch gedacht habe. Ich habe sie weggegeben, das ganze Hufen von Grünzeit. Ich habe mich bedankt mit Tränen in den Augen. Und ich habe mich zurückgekehrt in den Koch. Und der deutsche General hat mich gesehen, Is it Siegel off in Timir? Immer the ganze Kars geschrigen. Wo siehst du? Ich habe im Genfer Ruhigeheit. Der Arbeit ist fertig. Pinklich wie so in der Harald bestellt. Versteht sich, als er hat mich nicht gegleit. Wieso soll ich keinen Gruppen mehr sagen, größer Grieb? Mit der sehr kleinen Löffel. Er hat mich rausgeschleppt in draußen. Mir gewinnt Greit mich zu Gruppen dort. Aber er ist bald still geworden. Sehen dich der MS vor den Augen. Er hat mir gegeben ein starkes Toys in Geschrigen. Ich verstehe nicht, wo du geht vor. Aber ein Sache kann ich dir suchen. Dank Gott, dass ich geraten wird. Bis zum soffenden Krieg habe ich vorgesetzt, die Arbeit in den Koch. Im Bemächtig der alle Juden Aus der Hingere gewähnt von den stärksten Sachen, aus dem geschlugen die Jeden, habe ich gehabt, eibig, was sie essen, 
בזכיס, דרכס המוזן בקרון. I'm a hot the bride to be to forget the snooze. Here, when the nice snooze, the gemure Sanhedrin brings. As far as she can tell, then he's with the snooze zan unbestreng. Only who made the kusha men wamias in metric steig. The snooze that man, she can and dine the maibesten with the ruhekai. Du hot hit the bride. As me bench with kavune, she rast hit this bezaire. אזוי כמה נוגמא רואה קייט, צילנן, צידבנן, צידי חייסד נבוי בסשם, צילנן דפנן ערכו בסדס ומניחי, ונשליסל דציאס, פרנוסה מזוינה רביחי. די אלס גילס, בית מן אזוי פלטפלס, מתברוכה מריבה בגליקנס, מווסר לוני איליוי שיקנס, מקנזך אוז בייטן כמוי שצורך, ורחמון יבורא אפילו אמן שטראכט אמור, מי אייין יווי עזרי, פווי ואת מנהילף קימן, אזוי מי יש, פנוסה ואת מתני שוי נשתימן. עבר מי אייין, תקף אינגוניש, כן גייבן, נור דמי פרנס הזון. אזוי בירות גייבן, פאדי יידן, אמית ברמון. ואוכלתו וסובלתו וברכתו ואת הפרישקייט הנעים הנני ממתי לכם נון מן השמיים ונזלכי שווירת צעתן, ידבעייסת לחוירה, הותירה גרנטי, לכל גביעי גביעי די מחסוירה. דומה נשארו סלוז נגלגנייט, וזוידי מדו וייניק, ובן שבקבונה, אינטקף אין אינה וייניק. איינפי לגדוי לאדור, אבן אופמרק זעם גמח. אז בנוי דלכו, בדברטר, ואל שוי צייסוני השם אלי קייני. אוי בנשמנש בן אינה וייניק, ירי יינייני. כמה זכתרפן, בבעל הכוי להשם אלוקייני, אנחנו מוידם לוך. 
in Auslassen, als sach heilige Werte kommen doch. Wenn er juckt sich zu der Arbeit, wo der Panus es nicht betiert, in er macht am Säunes, weil er will doch Spuren des Menschen, wo das Leide schriert. Nützt uns die Gelegenheit, was doch er macht am Oizzi. Der heilige Kinder sucht euch zu, Panus ist ein Eichelbar Chuve, ich darf ihn ziehen, wenn sie kann er Try, I always wanted to do this at a Hask show. Um, I want to try something. Let's see if it's going to work, okay?
Thursday morning broadcast at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM up in Rockland County, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Thursday, and it's October 3rd, the 29th of Tishrei. Today is Erev Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. Tonight begins Rosh Chodesh. Uh, Rosh Chodesh will be uh, Friday and Shabbos, and uh, this Shabbos is Hollander's Ufruf, and I want to take this opportunity to wish him a very special Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. You heard MS Vyatsiv off of the, uh, or I should say Vala Kol off the MS Vyatsiv CD, Roth and Green. Avram Freed with Rock Tefillah from Hask 26. Parnassah from the Al Hamazon CD. Gam Kielech, brand new from Ari Goldwag. And Regesh with Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Have you voted yet for the top nine at nine every Tuesday night at nine p.m.? Yassi's Wag is going to be counting down the top nine at nine, the nine songs that receive the most votes from you. Go to the uh, NachumSiegel.com website. You'll see nine at nine as one of the choices at the top of the page. And make sure to vote. You don't have to vote for one of his uh, recommendations. You can vote for whatever song you wish. Top 9 at 9 begins this coming Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmtheam.org. And we are very much looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. By the way, we have uh, a big announcement. Well, I shouldn't say that. Because Ding has not confirmed it 100% yet. But it looks like Tuesday is the day that will be announcing the lineup for the uh, 2014 Hass concert. But again, that's not set in stone. We have the date set aside, but it's not set in stone, as we say. We've got a... Uh, we've got a... Uh, we got to che- make sure to check out that the ding is ready to make that announcement. But we have a Tuesday reserve. We'll let you know as soon... As that becomes 100% confirmed, or if, in fact, the announcement is postponed for any length of time. 62 degrees, 82% humidity, winds are west, 3 miles per hour, partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 79, and tonight partly cloudy, low 63. Afternoon thunderstorms tomorrow with a high temperature of 80 degrees. 86 in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, Haifa at 82, 91.1 in a lot. I like that. When it's 91.1, especially in a lot. Love that place. 62 degrees here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline will join us, the return of the weekly update. I have notes from a conversation that I had uh, off the air yesterday. This is not Danny Danone. That was an on-the-air conversation. I I don't think he was with the Prime Minister anyway. I had an off-the-air um, conversation yesterday with somebody who was with BB Sunday morning through Tuesday night, every step of the way. 
and um, yeah, it, it it is privileged information, and um, and this contact provided very very interesting material for our discussion tomorrow about the uh, speech of the UN and in general the U.S. Israel relationship. I'll bring all of it up tomorrow in the weekly update with Malcolm Honline. If you're tuned in, you'll hear it 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow morning, and of course, on the stream, and uh, later on in the archives, and we'll try to get it all over the place tomorrow. I'm sure the folks will be, not only is uh, Malcolm returning after the Yuntif season, but on top of that, with the uh, speech of the UN and things really heating up, I'm sure a lot of folks are very curious about what we'll discuss tomorrow. So uh, we'll try to get that out everywhere. Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. On Twitter, at Nachum Siegel Net. We have a full day of programming today, including Charlie Harari right after JM in the AM. You'll hear him at 9 o'clock, jmintheam.org. Miriam L. Wallach will have That's Life this morning. I'll do the live lunch beginning at 11 o'clock. I am also... I am also, believe it or not, sitting in for Michael Fragan tonight for spin class. Apparently, I'm going to be doing a lot of sitting in between now and November 5th, uh, between now and Election Day, because Michael is very, very connected to the uh, election 2013. So um, he will join me. Michael Fragan, believe it or not, will be a guest on his own show tonight. Michael Fragan will join me, and I'm putting together the list of all the other folks that I want to speak to tonight. So we'll see if that comes together. <clears throat> if that comes together, it should be very interesting. Uh, no matter what lineup we end up with uh, tonight, this is the uh, this is the season for a real spin class for information about what's happening in the world of government and politics. J.M. in the A.M. Thursday as we continue. This comes from Baruch Levine.
the AM. It's Sholly with um, Lamacholi, the official name of that selection. Shlomo Kalbach before that with the uh, Lamana Chaivrei. Eitan Katz off the Baruch Hu CD with Laolam. You heard Except Saturday, Lachadodi from Two New Beginnings. Baruch Levine, brand new with Tamu before that off the Modim collection. Zerav Rosh Chodesh on a Thursday at JM and the AM, full programming all day long on our stream at jmandtheam.org. And our new schedule, Charlie Harari with the Book of Life coming up right after JM and the AM at 9 o'clock Eastern time on the stream. Enjoy. At uh, 10 o'clock, Miriam L. Wallach will have That's Life. I'll do a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in for all the great music. Lots of wonderful material going on on our stream. I will be hosting Spin Class later on at 6 o'clock tonight in place of Michael Fragan, which I think is really cool. <laughs> it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener's sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. And our news from Israel is already on. הכדורסלן דיוויד בלו חוזר לארץ אחרי שנה וארבעה חודשים. האם יחזור לשורותיה של מקבי תל אביב? הבעלים של הקבוצה, שמעון מזרחי, נשמע אופטימי בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם אלי ישראלי ואפי טריגר. בהנחה שדיוויד בלו תמיד ידע לשמור על כושר טוב, וקליעה זה דבר שלא נפרדים ממנו כל כך מהר, ניתן להניח שמקומו ימצא בקבוצה, אלא אם יהיו דברים חריגים ובלתי צפויים. מזג האוויר, ירידה בטמפרטורות, ייתכן גשם קל בצפון הארץ ובמישור החוף, בסוף השבוע התקררות תימשך ויהיה קר מהרגיל לעונה, ייתכן טפטוף עד גשם קל בבקרים. וחג לעדה האתיופית, הנשיא שמעון פרס פותח את חודש הסיגד בטק, בטקס המסורתי במשכנו בירושלים, השנה בסימן הצדעה לנשים אתיופיות פורצות דרך, הראשונה, אם כי הפחות אקטואלית ברשימה, מלכת שבא. המקום היחידי שהייתה מלכה יהודייה. לאישה, אני חושב שבאישה יש גבורה נסתרת, מוזה, כוח עמידה, רצון חיים, כוח קיום יוצא מגדר הרגל. ואני חושב שאלוהים צדק שהוא עשה קצת הבדלים שלא נהיה כולנו דומים אחד לשני. אלה החדשות שעורך עידו כהן.
Righteous Noah. Righteous, righteous. Brother Righteous, Righteous Noah. Come on, get up, you. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it wasn't very sunny. The rain was kind of like like a big stream. Yeah, that's it. Like a stream. Ah, tell us in your own words. A decree last night came from God up in the heavens. There'll be a change in this world that's gone so wrong. I got some wood. But the people laughed and still kept doing wrong. For the people all said, come round, come round, he's making a boat. People all said, come round, come round, he's making a boat.
40 days and nights I said the rain would pour from heaven And even though I said people please at least There they all stood My pleading went unheeded Soon they all disappeared into the mist For the people said don't care We're not living on your ship
J.M. in the A.M. David Dardashti with uh, Drory Kra here on a J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning. Shlakra, come round. He's making a boat. Referring, of course, to Noach from Almost on Broadway. And I wonder if Noach ever realized that he'd be on Broadway eventually, thousands of years later. Regesh, or not on Broadway, right? Regesh from Volume 7. Well, it says Almost on Broadway. Regesh, Volume 7 with the Yazar, and then Nochi Chrome with Tzadik off of the CD entitled Banai here at JM. In the AM. Good morning. It's a Thursday on this Erev Rosh Chodesh. How do you like that? Erev Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. We are marching along here already in the brand new year of 5774. Tough Shinai and Dalit. Partly cloudy. High temperature 79. We're at 62 right now. 22 minutes after 7. Don't forget tomorrow morning, Malcolm Holmline will join us. The weekly update begins at 740. We'll discuss the Netanyahu visit to the United States. I had a conversation off-air yesterday, not in reference to the Danny Danone conversation, off-the-air yesterday with somebody who spent the first three days of this week with the Prime Minister of Israel. He gave me tremendous insight into the U.S.-Israel relationship and the uh, general mood surrounding the Prime Minister of Israel. I'll bring all that up with uh, Malcolm Holmline tomorrow morning. Here at JMNAM, make sure to be tuned in. Big day today on the stream at jmnam.org. Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock with Book of Life. Miriam L. Wallach at 10 a.m. with um, That's Life. 11 o'clock, I'll be doing the live lunch. At 1 p.m., Dr. David Lieberman, a brand new show called Sound Advice. He is a, a New York Times bestselling author. He's going to be doing one until 2 o'clock on Thursdays on the stream at jmnam.org. Mark Zamek at 2 o'clock is going to be doing the stunt show, and as usual, Mark has come up with a great stunt. He's actually going to be playing snippets, his favorite highlights, of our new programming in Season 2 of the Nahum Siegel Network. He has chosen snippets from uh, individual shows, and he's going to be presenting them in that hour, in the 2 o'clock hour today, here at uh, jmnam.org. He's also chosen his album of the week, which comes up later on in our schedule today. He's chosen a Rechlitzer Reject CD. Hmm. I'm not sure why. I can't, I can't hop, as they say. Maybe he'll reveal the secret to me later on today. And then I'm going to be hosting Spin Class tonight for Michael Frigg, and I'm putting together that lineup. I'm going to reach out to some of the people involved in the world of, uh, of government, and as we heat things up uh, between now and November 5th, we will discuss some of the... Th- oh, I just thought of somebody I could actually get on the air regarding the New Jersey election. So I'll try to do that tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So stay with the stream. We will definitely be updating you on the... Uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, and of course on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net. Also, don't forget to vote in the top nine at nine. Yes, he's why. We'll count down all based on your votes. The top nine at nine this coming Tuesday night at 9 p.m. in our stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to, to uh, vote. Uh, go to the tab at the very top at nachumsiegel.com. It says nine at nine, and you can get your vote in and have it counted for this coming. Tuesday night. JM and the AM at 25 minutes after 7 o'clock. We'll do this. Then Rabbi Goldwasser coming up and plenty more on a Thursday morning broadcast.
Come on, Uncle Maishi, do a favor off volume 16. I saw that Uncle Maishi is going to be part. Where is that? He'll be. Oh. <laughs> Still can't uh, carry the full weight on this uh, broken elbow. What did the doctor say to me the other day? I believe he said maximum 5 to 10 pounds that I could use my left arm you know, to carry. And he says, so not a gallon of milk, but a half a gallon of milk. And I'm like, what? A gallon of milk is five pounds? I would never have thought it weighs that much. Maybe it does. It's a good experiment. I think I'll toss <laughs> I'll toss one onto the scale out of curiosity and see if he's even close to being accurate. Um, so what am I looking for? I'm looking for... I, I notice that Uncle Maishi is going to be part of this uh, big celebration at the Jewish Children's Museum, which I had seen a few minutes ago. I'll try to dig it out and give you the info on that that's happening this weekend. And, uh, oh, here it is probably. It's in the pile of stuff that I actually did want to read on the air. And, uh, yeah, here it is. Jewish Children's Museum this coming Sunday is featuring something called Kosher Day. Jewish Children's Museum is located in uh, Crown Heights, Brooklyn, on Eastern Parkway. Kosher Day, which is uh, brought to you by Natural and Kosher Cheese, is a, an event for families and children to explore the world of kosher, and there'll be a live performance of Uncle Maishi, a food tasting, a honey making show. You'll be able to milk a real cow. They have a whole bunch of stuff, plus a free gift for the first 100 visitors. All happening at the Jewish Children's Museum in Crown Heights. 
this coming Sunday. Go to jcm.museum, jcm.museum, or dial 718-907-8829, 718-907-8829. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok. Rav Menachem Mendel Vizhnitzer said the following Chiddush, the novel interpretation in the name of his father-in-law, the great Sadik Rabbi Yisrael of Rizhen. The appellation Mar Cheshvan comes from the lotion of Umerach Shin They were moving their lips. During the months of Elul and Tishrei, all of Klal Yisrael have been engaged in Avodah Hashem, serving Hashem with love and awe, davening, singing praises to Hashem. Following these two months, our lips continue to move in rhythm with these Divrei Kedusha. It continues to inspire us. It is comparable to the one who leaves Shul after davening, still humming the melodies of the different piyutim that he heard while he was in Shul. After two months of being totally immersed in Torah and Tefillah, the lips move as if by themselves, continuing to intone the Tefillahs, the Shiras, the Sishpachos, the prayers, the songs, in the various praises. The Chavetz Chaim recommends that a person should always have a unique affinity for one particular mitzvah. There was a chassid who lived in Slonim in Europe. He was unusually keen about the mitzvahs of Sukkot. He would spend the entire year immersed in them, learning the halachos, the minhagim, the customs pertaining to the Yom Tov. Of course, he spent all the days of Sukkot sitting in the Sukkot, eating the Sudas, doing his Avodah, blissfully content in his feeling of closeness to Hashem. It happened one year that on Isruchag, the Chassid was found still sitting in the Sukkah. His family surmised that it was just too difficult for him to take leave of this precious mitzvah. However, a week later, he still had not left the Sukkah. Finally, when the temperatures became frigid, he emerged from the Sukkah and returned to the comfort of his home. The following year, the same thing happened. Once again, the chassid could not be persuaded to leave the sukkah. This time, however, he continued to remain in the sukkah even after the winter had arrived in full force. The family distraught asked the Rebbe what they should do. The Rebbe instructed them to move immediately to Eretz Yisrael. The family promptly went home, packed their bags, and moved to Eretz Yisrael. The Slonim Rebbe had explained to the family that this Yid fervently longed for the heightened spiritual atmosphere of the Sukkah. The only place that a similar environment could be found was in the Holy Land. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Yehuda Green, Bechol Misha Oskim, Yaeli Greenfeld before that with Ubenay. You heard Yaakov Chesed in Summer. J.M. and A.M. Thursday on this Erev Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to a Thursday broadcast. J.M. and A.M. at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and of course around the world on the web at jmnam.org. It's partly cloudy with a high temperature of 79. 62 right now at 12 minutes before 8 o'clock. Full day schedule on jmnam.org. Our Nachum Siegel Network second season has kicked off this week after Yuntif. And I notice, I'll tell you, we always have great shows. We, that's one thing, thank God. We do have great shows. I want to thank Rabbi Chaim Hagler, did a great debut show yesterday. Randy with an amazing show yesterday. Mayor Weingarten with a great kickoff show of the brand new season on Monday with the Israel show. A lot of great new shows that are going on. Uh, but when I see these previews, I have such a desire to, <laughs> to do the interview myself uh, with the host of the show. Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock this morning is kicking off the Book of Life's second season uh, this morning at 9 a.m. We've moved him to a 9 o'clock Thursday morning. Uh, he's going to be talking about starting our year off right with a mentality of being unreasonable in achieving our goals. Unreasonable in achieving our goals. I'd love to get Charlie right on and discuss it right now, but we'll wait till 9 o'clock and hear what he has to say. So uh, he'll be talking about starting our year off right with the mentality of being unreasonable and achieving our goals. Miriam Al Wallach is going to be speaking to Elon Kornblum uh, from a great kosher restaurants, uh, the magazine, the website. He seems to know it all about kosher restaurants and those that are opening, closing, thriving, struggling. He seems to know it all. And uh, he's good at what he does. And um, Miriam Al Wallach will be speaking with Elon Kornblum uh, between 10 and 11 during That's Life. And then she's going to be presenting something. Interesting and unique. There is a group of people in Israel who today, <coughs> literally today, are running for a goal. They are running a um, what's called a KM for kids. I assume that means kilometers for kids. A Jerusalem to a lot run for Afikim. They are running from Jerusalem to a lot. A whole bunch of runners from different places around the world um, at, at running for a good cause. Uh, it's a run for Afi Kim from Jerusalem to a lot. What happens when you combine a group of passionate runners and a good cause? She is going to speak to a runner as they're doing the run from Yerushalayim to Afi Kim. I know, this is stunt show material, isn't it? Uh, that'll be between 10 and 11 today. Those are Miriam's guests, and uh, make sure to be tuned in. I'll be live with a live lunch from 11 until 1. Dr. David Lieberman in a brand-new show called Sound Advice starting at 1 o'clock. I mentioned Album of the Week this afternoon. Mark Zamek has chosen a Reckless or Reject CD. I'm not quite sure why. He hasn't yet uh, given me the uh, the lowdown on that. Uh, but Reckless or Rejects, one of the classic ones, is going to be on this afternoon. And I'll be doing Spin Class. In for Michael Fragan, who is busy. He'll join me tonight at some point, but he's busy with the Loda campaign right now. So I'll be talking about the world of politics with a bunch of guests. And I think I've re- I may have reached a point in my life where I'd rather do a, pol- a politics hour than a sports hour. Could you imagine? I may have actually gotten to that point. Don't tell that to Shimon Lefkowitz. But I may have actually gotten to the point where the spectator sport of politics is one that I'd rather do 
than these spectator sports that I was used to uh, growing up and uh, used to for the last many decades. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Mayanot Yeshiva High School welcomes a member of Knesset Dove Lippman, who's, of course, from Silver Spring, Maryland, now lives in Beit Shemesh, and now is a member of the Knesset. He will be speaking tomorrow at the Mayanot Yeshiva High School, how a boy from Silver Spring became a member of the Knesset. It starts at 11 o'clock, and any members of the parent body who want to join the students for this wonderful opportunity to meet and hear a member of Knesset, you are invited. And um, kudos to Maya Note for putting that together for a special presentation for these students. Um, there we go. An estate planning seminar for Judaica collectors happens under the uh, guidance of Jay Greenstein and Company this coming Sunday at 417 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Robert Teichman, an estate planning attorney, and Mark Hershkowitz, a financial advisor, will be presenting. Uh, that's happening this Sunday at Jay Greenstein, 417 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst, an estate planning seminar. You can contact them for information. want to wish a mazel tov to my cousins, uh, the Ponak and Siegel families. Yesterday in Yerushalayim celebrated the uh, wedding of uh, Rachel and Yosef. So my, I guess it would be second cousin or first cousin once removed, whatever the case is, uh, Yosef Siegel. Yes, another Yosef Siegel. Uh, got married last night. Mazel tov to uh, to um, Mazel tov to my aunt Sipora. Mazel tov to my uncle and aunt uh, Yitzchak and Aliza from all of us here at JM in the AM. And earlier in the week, and I I was so sorry I wasn't able to make it, especially uh, afterwards when I heard how spectacular a celebration it was. Earlier in the week, uh, Gitti Friedler and Avrami Zucker got married. And many, many, many of you out there are very familiar with uh, Lisa and I, Maish Zucker, uh, who are amazing people in our community. And uh, we want to wish them a very special Mazda. Gitti and Avrami got married on Tuesday night. I hear it was a spectacular celebration. I regret that I was not there. But I do wish them a major Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Kanelsky contacted me. I've been alerted to the fact that the Bris Avram dinner is coming up on Sunday, November 3rd. Please. Mark your calendars. Uh, they will have a wedding ceremony, as they always do, starting at 5.30. The dinner will be at 6.30. And they're going to be welcoming, as a keynote speaker, the uh, Honorable Robert Menendez, U.S. Senator from our great state here in New Jersey. Um, so you're all invited to the Brissav Rum dinner. We'll speak more about this, I'm sure, with Rebecca Kanelski at some point. Phone number for information, 908-289-0770, 908 908- 289-0770. And the Cantor's Ministers Guild is presenting a special memorial concert commemorating the 80th yard site of the late great Cantor Yesela Rosenblatt. Uh, they'll have rare footage, film footage of Cantor Rosenblatt that will be shown. Uh, Cantor Rosenblatt's uh, yard site will be observed, or I should say the uh, musical, the, will be commemorated. Maybe that's better to put it that way. October the 13th, Sunday night. Because it won't be observed that night, but it's in honor of his 80th yard site. Uh, Congregation B'nai Israel of Linden Heights, 9th Avenue and 46th Street in Brooklyn, New York. That's Sunday night, October 13th, starting at 7.30 in memory of Cantor Yesla Rosenblatt. Cantor uh, Schneerzalman Baumgarten, Cantor Ushi Blumenberg, Cantor Pinchas Cohen, Cantor Eiser Newman, Cantor Jakob Rosenfeld, Cantor Robert Vague, Cantor Daniel Gildar, all will be part of of the event, and of course, Rabbi Jacob Class and Alan J. Gerber will, will host the event. 
information, call the concert chairman, Cantor Siller, at 718-213-9046. Five minutes before 8 o'clock on a Thursday morning, Erev Rosh Chodesh at JM in the AM.
in the AM. Jakob Schwecki, of course. From the Live in Nokia CD, 8 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, around the world on the web, jmdan.org. Well, one of the things that we are adding to our Thursday schedule, it's, this is not a new show, but it's a new segment that I'm going to be doing during the live lunch every Thursday. And this is something we've spoken about for the last two years. Aaron Schechter, who uh, many people in our audience know from Adorama, alerted me a couple of years ago to the fact that our good friend Dr. Stephen Rudolph, who we know, of course, as the director and chairman of the Jaffe um, Stroke Center at the Maimonides Medical Center, is a technology buff, or as Dr. Rudolph himself says, a geek neurologist. That's that's his term. (laughs) I'm not being disrespectful. And we're actually going to get them on, both of them, on Thursdays during the live lunch just to talk technology, latest stuff that's out there, and get a consumer... Uh, a, a opinion about different items that are out there. So I invited them on to talk about this unique concept. First of all, Aaron Schechter from the Adorama headquarters on West 18th Street in New York City. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Malcolm. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Great to speak to you. And Dr. Stephen Rudolph from the uh, uh, the Jaffe Stroke Center at Maimonides Medical Center. Dr. Rudolph, a pleasure to welcome you back as well. Good morning. Dr. Rudolph, I would be uh, I would be wrong not to uh, start with the medical end, if you don't mind, since we're able to secure you for a few minutes this morning here at JM and the AM. Since we last spoke, and I don't remember how many months or maybe even more than a year ago it is, uh, it, it seems that your department, your area of work, your, your area of expertise, neurology, and as I've told you many times, I know something about strokes, uh, it seems that it's ever-changing that there's always uh, new things that can be done uh, to help people both in the preventative manner and, if God forbid, some bad episode occurs. Anything special over the last few months that you've come across that you'd like to bring to the attention of this audience? Well, the one item that's been in the news is how the speed of stroke treatment is most important to the outcome. Right. That the faster people get to the hospital the better they will do if they're available for stroke treatment. And you've seen people actually get back to 100% normal, right? Oh, yes. And it was not the case years back? It was not the case years back. We had no treatment. Now we do, but a lot depends on speed. So people need to know how to recognize it and bring people to the hospital as soon as possible, usually with Hatsala. Don't call your doctor. Don't take an aspirin. And don't come by car. Those are the three pointers. Yes. Hmm. They should be escorted. They should not take aspirin because... Because it could be a bleeding type of stroke. And then it could possibly make it worse. And not call a doctor because there's no time to waste. Just get their ASAP. That's right. Boy, unbelievable. Um, and I, I would assume that you just continue... That the Jaffe uh, Stroke Center at Maimonides continues to grow like crazy. Am I right? We're busy. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's a steady job. All right. Boy, oh, boy. Are you able to recruit uh, top neurologists to work along your side? Have you, have you been, uh, I mean, I assume you've gotten some great personnel there. Well, so far we've been successful, and we're actually part of, of bigger systems. We work with neurologists at other institutions, and we work in teams, and we use technology, actually, to right. allow us to, uh, to see patients very rapidly at any hour of the day or night. Does a lot of the stuff that we're going to be that you're going to be discussing 
uh, with Aaron over the next few weeks and, and during this special segment that we're coming up with for the live lunch. Does a lot of the technology, the modern technology, help you in your line of work? It actually does. It actually does. We, we use tablet computers to teach patients and to teach nurses. We use video conferencing to see patients remotely from home. Wow. Nights and weekends. See, Aaron and I have been having these discussions for the last, we won't <laughs> tell you how many years. I know. I said, I said two years, but it's more like 20, right? It's more like 20. <laughs> so what we thought we would do is basically allow people in on our conversation. Right. Everyone's going to have a chance to eavesdrop. That's correct. And, and whatever they hear, it's, this is actually how it happens. You literally start a schmooze about something that's come out lately, and then, and then he either cringes or he puts a big smile on his face, depending on what your review is, right? Right. <laughs> And then he tells me how wrong I was. And then he tells you how wrong you are. I like yeah, that. I mean, it used to be years ago that the category in the cycle for a computer was anywhere from 9 to 12 months. Right. Today, the upgrade process is anywhere from 4 to 7 months. So if I think that stuff we're dealing with here is obsolete after a few months, it's, that, it's like that industry-wide. It's absolutely after our conversation. It's it's crazy. That's not fair. It's not fair that we try to provide services like apps and other stuff for our listeners, and and the next day it's already you know out of style. It doesn't make sense, Aaron. Correct, but you know, Nathan, you have a very technology savvy audience that cares and is very dear to technology. True. That's why they That's will true. love our our conversations. And you know, I've been talking to the fine doctor for at least over 25 years about this. I've been in the retail segment for over 25 years. You, you may say to yourself, you know, this fine doctor is quiet. Understated. Doctor, I have to tell you, he's very humble. I think after Moshe Rabbeinu, the most humble person, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is Dr. Yeah. Steve. Let's cut it off right now. <laughs> Look, I know Dr. Rudolph for a while, so you know that, that it, to some degree I certainly agree with you. Uh, Dr. Steven Rudolph and Aaron Schechter are with us live. They're going to have their first official conversation later today when we do our live lunch on the stream at jmvam.org. This started, I, it couldn't have started with tablets 25 years ago. What did it start with, Dr. Rudolph? Cameras and stuff like that? It started with desktop computers. That's how it began. What is a desktop computer? <laughs> do, we, do we even sell any of those anymore? I started a desktop computer with a software program for medical billing. Wow. And in those days, the uh, capacity of the hard drive was 20 meg with a five and a quarter inch floppy. Actually, it was, it was less than 20 meg. It was 10. 10 meg. But in any case, we are interested in people who are spending their own money. Right. You want to help the consumer. That's right. And the, it, but I seem to remember early on when, when I found out about this a couple of years back that there was a big camera component. Am I right or wrong? Was it well, all the last X number of years there has been a very large camera. Component. Oh, there we go. So what are you recommending these no, days? No, we love cameras. I right. uh, So what are you recommending these days, Dr. Rudolph? What are you using when you go out on your uh, on your rare vacations? It's not one thing. It's, it's a, a few different cameras. It depends on the situation? Yes. See, I learned how to develop film in sixth grade. Holy cow. This goes back pretty far. <laughs> What's film? <laughs> What's film is right. So give me an example. If you're at a ball game, right, you and I are enjoying, are trying to enjoy the New York Jet game at MetLife Stadium. Hard to enjoy them these days, but you know what I mean. We're trying to enjoy the game, and you want to get a great shot to the players and coaches. What are you using? You want something with a zoom. Which means? Your phone won't do it. Right. So you, for That's instance... That's the real example... 
of where the phone won't do it. So you would schlep along, go ahead, give me an example. You would schlep along a... I would schlep along maybe some kind of a single lens reflex with a, with a, with a zoom lens or a, um, a dedicated camera that has a long zoom. Okay. And those, those are available now. But there, see, there the issue would not be light. Right. It would be either outdoors or at a night game right. that was well lit. Correct. So when we speak about taking pictures, we'll speak about what kind of pictures people take. Do they take pictures in low light? Do they take moving objects? Are they going to weddings or are they going to a national park, which is closed now? But that's the real issue. It's always the use case. Right. And it's not, not as mentioned in our yesterday's conversation, it's not about I, the iPad, iPod, right. what I'm using. It's what will you be using it for to suffice that situation. Correct. Because everybody's situation will need a different type of technology to make them more productive or to make the situation a good situation. Right. Understood. All right, Dr. Rudolph, big curiosity. Have you... Right, again, we've just established one of your expertise would include cameras. Have you found a phone or iPod or whichever one? I have no idea which ones have the capability. Have you found any handheld like that where you felt the camera was sufficient? Uh, yes, for certain instances. Okay, so there, is, there, so there are certain smartphones where you say this is good enough. It's good enough to take certain types of pictures, yes. And even certain types of good pictures. I'm not just talking about, you know, taking a picture of a sign that tells you, you know, when Minchan Marev is, you can remember it. I'm talking about, you know, taking something that you really want to save. That's a complicated question also. Mm. Because the answer really is yes, but it may be that what you want to save is not the greatest picture in the world. Right. It's just the event that happened right now. So like everything else in life, it depends on expectations. That's right. Right. Understood. Dr. Stephen Rudolph, Aaron Schechter with us live via telephone. We'll speak to them later today during our live lunch segment. They are literally taking what they've been doing for the last 25 years of schmoozing about the latest and greatest and maybe not so greatest in the world of electronics, etc. And they're going to be doing it with us on our stream at jmandtheam.org. Aaron, i got to ask you a question because I am sure that many of our listeners notice this and are very curious about it and wonder how one can stay in business when they make a commitment like this. Am I right that you guys were closed the entire holiday of Sukkot, including Kolomoid? Correct. Now, this is something that's been happening since the beginning of the company, or it's a recent innovation? No, the company has been around 35 years, and that has been the, the goal and of the company and the owner and the ownership for the last 35 years. Okay, you're, you're being asked this from somebody who's, you know, who's here on Kolomoid, so I'm, you can imagine how impressed I am. But now, when you go ahead and do that, what is the reaction? I mean, there must be a lot of very testy uh, uh, consumers who are, who are a little, you know, who, who are a little impatient with the fact that you're gone for 10 days. Co correct. Many of the customers do not understand this. I mean, not everybody is a New Yorker, and a lot of the business, most of, I can't say most, but there's a large percentage that is done out of New York, and even the vendors, the Nikons, the Canons, have a hard time understanding it, but we do explain to them that, hey, this happens every year for the past over 5,000 years. <laughs> uh, the, the website is open to look at product, but the people and the, the employees are very dedicated at Adorama, and believe me, the day after we're open, literally, 
all night getting those orders out and shipping to the customers to make them happy campers. So what happens? It, it, it is difficult to comprehend how how we do close, but it is a big Kiddush Hashem. So if someone orders on Sunday, the first day, Cholamoy, they're not getting it till a week later? Correct. And they know that. Like, that, that will be an automatic pop-up to them. There is a message. It's it's unbelievable. It, 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 I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know halachically what the, you know, how how you know where this goes. But I guess that's it's uh, obviously it's uh, very important to the founders of the company. It's very important, and and we can maybe say that's one of the reasons why such a company has success. Right. I mean, look, we don't want you know ninety percent of people are you know involved in some business holoboids. I don't want to. I don't want a ninety. Whatever the percentage is, I don't want to put them down. I just want to praise the the commitment that you you've made and been able to maintain. I mean, that's it, to, to us, especially again. You know, like I say here, you know, I feel like I got to run back to work when when Cholamoid starts, and uh, and so it's sort of unfathomable that you're able to do that. And, and what's amazing, also on, the, on that same note. You know, it's not not all photographers are purchasing because it's a hobby. Some of them are buying because right. it's their business. Professionals. Uh, correct. They, they have a shoot that day, that week. Right. But thank God they are conditioned because of the expertise of our salespeople, the expertise of the website that does explain to the customer how a product works and how it will make them a better imagologist. They will definitely wait. So it's the customer base that we've conditioned that has the full trust in the company that gives us this opportunity to be able to wait till after Yontif to be able to ship their product that they want. And then we expedite the shipping on our own dime to make them a happy camper. And for those who think it's only twice a year... You go through this every week because, if I'm not mistaken, is Saturday the biggest day in your industry? Isn't Saturday the biggest day in your industry? Yes. So, and, you're, and, you're, and, and, and again, they're conditioned that it comes a few hours before Shabbos, the, the lines close. And, and, and you know, the funniest thing is you're talking about the, the busiest day, Black Friday. Right. Is always on a Friday. And it's and an it's, early Friday. And it's the shortest Friday. <laughs> right. I, mean, I remember in my old days at 47th Street Photo, you had customers waiting out the door, not understanding that the doors will be closed because of a thing called Shabbos. What time will you close this Black Friday? Two o'clock? Uh, two o'clock, yeah. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. All right, anyway, I had to point that out and get your perspective on it because I can only imagine what it's like. And like you say, they're literally up all night after Shabbos Beratius, huh? They're, they're up all night trying to do whatever they can to get those that's things. Their that's their That's how the year starts for your staff, I'll tell you. That's pretty remarkable. All right. And, and now they're in Nyack with a swamp with orders. <laughs> they're being flooded, huh? Yes. Very good. Those orders are lechlechlaing right out of the office. Uh, all right, Dr. Stephen Rudolph and Aaron Schechter, they're going to be having these discussions during our live lunch on the subject of technology for the consumer and call a vote to the uh, folks at Adorama uh, as we uh, praise their uh, uh, unique and really uh, amazing uh, commitment uh, for what they've done over the Sukkot holiday. But as you heard, it's something they've been doing for decades over the holidays. Dr. Rudolph, good luck today. I know you have even more serious uh, missions to accomplish today. So continued good luck and best regards to our friends in Maimonides Medical Center. Thank you. Shkoyach. to you and great speaking to you. Aaron, we will see you on West 18th Street very soon. Yes, thank you very much, Nachum. Folks at Adorama, great people and... Uh,
and Kolakavod to them. And again, good luck to Aaron Schechter and Dr. Rudolph as they try to take their show on the road, what they've been doing on the phone for 25 years, and now going to bring to the stream in a technology segment. Erev Rosh Chodesh at JM and the AM on this Thursday morning, 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. More coming up. Keep it at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills on the web, jmtheam.org.
I'm a Jew selection that had a an amazing run this summer. I'm, I didn't realize uh, how much of an impact it had on the Jewish summer camps until uh, September arrived, and all of a sudden, uh, I start hearing about uh, the impact. Almost like Yesh Tikva in certain camps, almost to that level. Anyway, that's the Chevra here from the Chai CD at JM and the AM. Eight time cats before that. Ata Haresa from the Shuvu. CD here at JMM. Erev Rosh Chodesh morning. Don't forget, Malcolm Holmline joins us tomorrow. The weekly update will return. I had the opportunity yesterday afternoon, separate from my discussion yesterday morning with Danny Danone, had the opportunity yesterday afternoon to speak with somebody who spent the entire three days with BB between Sunday morning and Tuesday night here in New York City. And... Um, Really a secret source, frankly, because I don't think this person would have ever revealed what he revealed to me yesterday to anybody else. And not, not, not trying to sound too much like a big shot, but I just think because of the casual conversation we got into, he didn't realize some of the things he was telling me. Anyway, um, we will discuss, uh, obviously, the Netanyahu trip to the United States with uh, Malcolm Holmline tomorrow. And um, uh, again, this uh, person told me a lot about the delegation and about the... Uh, the mood of the group and the U.S.-Israel relationship in general from his perspective, which is very different from what many of us think. I'll discuss that and many other things with Malcolm Holmline tomorrow morning during our weekly update right here at JMNAM. I mentioned that we have an incredible Thursday schedule on jmnam.org, and that's an understatement. We have an amazing Thursday schedule. The stunt show, by the way, this afternoon, Mark Zomick is going to take snippets, his favorite highlights of our new schedule Online for the Nahum Siegel Network, he's going to take and he's going to he's going to feature highlights of the brand new shows, which is really cool. He'll be doing that this afternoon uh, during the stunt show, which is going to be on at uh, two o'clock. You'll have an opportunity this afternoon to hear again my conversation with her by Alex Israel, uh, which got really nice reviews. Thank you and thank you to Corin Publishers for making him available to us. Uh, he wrote the Malachim Aleph book torn in two, and uh, you'll have a chance this afternoon to hear that as well. Coming up right after JM and the AM, uh, Charlie Harari is going to be speaking uh, about uh, expectations. What do we expect now at the beginning of the brand new year? And as I said, I already have a desire to get Charlie on the air to discuss it, but I'm going to be very, very uh, <laughs> careful not to steal his thunder from the show coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. He'll be talking about starting our year off right with a mentality of being unreasonable in achieving our goals. So he'll discuss that about a half hour from now, live from our New York City studios. And then at 10 o'clock this morning, Miriam Alwalek with uh, That's Life. She has both uh, Elon Kornblum of Great Kosher Restaurants, and a runner who's doing the run um, in Israel for Ofakim. He's doing it from uh, from Jerusalem to a lot, and she will speak with him as he's running. No joke. That'll be on between 10 and 11 
this morning. At 1 o'clock Eastern Time today, it is with great pleasure that we start a brand new program called Sound Advice. Dr. David Lieberman, New York Times bestselling author, is doing a program called Sound Advice on our stream every Thursday at 1 o'clock right after the live lunch. He is one of the most sought-after people out there and has a lot to say on some very important topics. And he joins us live via telephone on a Thursday morning at JM in the AM. To say that he's an award-winning author and internationally recognized leader in the field of human behavior and interpersonal relationship is an understatement. Dr. Lieberman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Wow, that was some beautiful introduction. Well, I am sure, with all your appearances on the Today Show, Fox News, The View, etc., etc., I am sure that you are proud to add to that lexicon of of media sources an appearance on JM and the AF. Absolutely. <laughs> this will take its proper place at the top of my resume. I appreciate that very much. At least chronologically, it deserves to be there at this point. <laughs> you have some really interesting titles to your books, by the way. And uh, one of the people I work with here, Mark Zomick, is uh, likely uh, one of your number one feds and has told me about some of the books that he's read. And I know that the, you know, the uh, title and cover of a book is important. That's why we say don't judge a book by its cover, right? Because people right. do that. Um, but, I, I, I'm intrigued by some of these titles, and if you could give me just a a, a snippet on a couple of these, I would be uh, appreciative. Never to, never be lied to again. How to get the truth in five minutes or less in any conversation or situation. Is that something that a human being can actually manipulate and accomplish? So, uh, yeah, is the short answer. <laughs> and um, that is actually my second book. I wrote a book before that called Instant Analysis. And this book had a lot of good fortune. It came out just during the Clinton scandal. Oh. Uh, so the media was um, very excited about it. And what it does is, I mean, now there are a number of books online. Probably it's been out maybe 10, 11 years. So there's probably a dozen or so books uh, for lay people on how to tell people are lying, and some of them quite excellent. But at the time, there really wasn't a book that, sort of concretized and quantified uh, behaviors, not just body posture and things like that, but more sort of, you know, technical skills in terms of what to listen for, how to listen to what the person's saying, uh, how to ask questions to elicit the truth, you know, sort of telltale signs. And so it sort of uh, organizes, really, different types of strategies that allow a person, whether, you know, in, in any walk of life, in personal and professional situations, to be able to discern if somebody's being honest or not. And an average layperson could learn that skill? They don't have to be like you in order to do that? Yeah, no, that's just it. Is it, that, you know, it, it's um, certainly there's a degree of intuitiveness, which probably um, would, uh, not probably, certainly enhances a person's abilities. But nonetheless, you know, these are things, I don't know, I mean, I teach them, so I know that they can be taught. Right. Uh, and, yeah, they are skills that people can acquire. Again, there are people that are intuitively very good at reading people, but even absent that ability, there are things you can look for and listen for, questions to ask in order to elicit the truth. Right, so if someone feels that they're in that category of, I can't read people well, they certainly can train themselves to become better 
better at it. Maybe not the expert as the guy who really can read people well, but they can get they can gain somewhat of an expertise. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, instant analysis was something that, as a general topic, meaning that uh, you know, because obviously there's uh, you know analysis is its own category now in our, in our uh, in, in this era. Uh, it, it was its own category in terms of objectively looking at analysis in our world, or is this uh, something that you teach again somebody to be able to analyze themselves? Ah, fine question. So maybe a little bit of both. The book, the subtitle, and it's embarrassing, but I don't even remember it exactly. Oh, I can I can read it for you if you don't okay, mind. Thank you. How to understand and change the 100 most common, annoying, puzzling, self-defeating behaviors and habits. Ah, right. Okay. Now it's all coming back to me. So basically, the book talks about uh, different types of behaviors. Anything from why do I eat when I'm not hungry? Uh, why do I constantly feel the need to be arrive very early. Um, why do I stare at myself in the mirror? Why do I um, help somebody who I don't even like? And basically, it looks at really what you know at the time, at least, and probably still, um, generally speaking, are some of the more common behaviors that are not necessarily productive for our lives. And it analyzes why we do them, and then offers some very specific practical tools in terms of, you know, sort of cognitive therapy, one, two, three, exactly what we can do to not only gain better insight into why we do these things, but also how to help overcome them. Dr. David Lieberman is with us. See, I always think that I'm 10 minutes early to every doctor's appointment because I'm a radio guy. And nobody watches the clock like radio people do for for obvious <laughs> reasons. But you're saying no, 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 no. That 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 there could be radio people that are naturally late to every single appointment as well. For sure, I mean, I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to rise to the level of pathology. I mean, there's what to say for being a mensch and getting there on time and right. signing in and filling out the new insurance forms, which take probably an hour and a half. Oh, so. by the way, when I said I'm early ten minutes for every appointment, I meant every, not just the first one. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, in my, in my family, it's a joke that, you know, if I'm if I'm supposed to be somewhere at 6 p.m., I'll likely walk in at 5.30. So. You, you know, I confess, I happen to be a little bit on the uh, on-time-ish side as well. So why is it? What is it about us? And what is it that make people be 20 minutes? I can name you people, if I was pressed to, uh, who are 20 minutes late to everything. Right. So, you know, it, it, we'll paint with a broad brush because, obviously, we're not speaking about specific individuals, right. and again, it can run across the spectrum in terms of motivation. It could be something very benign, such as, as my rabbi would say, some people are simply time insensitive. <laughs> they just sort of, you know, operate in that cloud space. Right. And But other times, there's something a little bit more, you know, sinister at work. For example, a person that's chronically late, it could very well be, you know, in fairness to the facts, that they just manage their time poorly. It could also be a control thing, where they want people to wait for them. Right. Um, you know, and then, you know, every, a lot of, you know, sort of motivations in between there. So, you know, again, it doesn't always have to be something sinister. It could also be sort of a personality trait. Um, it could be something that, you know, could even be, you know, sort of a trigger from childhood where, you know, I know a guy, for example, that always arrives late to shul. He's a great guy, a mensch of a guy. Why does he come late? Because his father always made him come on time, couldn't be two seconds late. Mm -hmm. So, even though he knows he should come on time, and even though his father is long gone, he still has this, he's sort of stuck in playing that tape of, 
you know, I'm not going to do what my father wants me to do, even though, you know, he's now a man well into his 70s. Right. Oh, boy. Well, I grew up in a, a rabbi's home, so I can start telling you probably about subtle rebellious behavior that, <laughs> that goes on years later. Dr. David Lieberman is with us live via telephone. He'll be on with us. At, he'll be on the, our stream at 1 o'clock today in a program called Sound Advice. We'll ask him in a moment about the uh, theme and goals of the program every Thursday. You'll hear it after our live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream at jmnam.org. Which is your latest and most recent book? Uh, good question. Let's see. Um, a book called... Uh, so I write both for sort of the Jewish world and the non-Jewish world. Right. Um, in the Jewish world, I had a book that came out called Seek Peace and Pursue It, which um, is a very nice book. It shows how to improve relationships and resolve conflict. And with the, with the Jewish community in mind, meaning the uniqueness of our community? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's distributed through Feldheim, and it's, um, you know, it's the examples and the sources, uh, you know, all rise to the level of being, you know, seen through the proper Torah lens. Right, understood. And um, for and the, the rest of the world, right. um, a book, I guess the most recent, was a book called Executive Power, no, I'm sorry, no. A book called Find Out Who's Normal and Who's Not. Ooh. That's a nice book. Um, and again, when I say, you know, secular versus Jewish, there's nothing in the content that's um, inappropriate. Right. Either way, there's just, you know, there's just, you know, they just sort of themed and angled uh, and um, positioned a little bit differently in order to uh, make sure that, uh, you know, the um, material is, properly uh, vetted. Would you still use the title today, find out who's normal and who's not, or uh, you have to be careful using the word normal these days? <laughs> yeah, you know what, actually the original title someone wanted me to use was find out who's normal and who's nuts. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and that was nixed, because that certainly was insensitive. Right. Um, but no, you know what, I think, you know, it, you know, one of the reasons why this book also is gaining more attention, and unfortunately so, is because as the world becomes more chaotic and unpredictable, you know, so do the people in it. Right. And the ability to be able to discern, you know, you know, walking into an elevator or hiring a nanny or, you know, hiring an employee uh, is obviously undeniably valuable to see whether or not somebody is emotionally solvent. You know, you go on a date, you know, you're not always going to hit it out of the park and, and you know, look for these telltale signs, but you begin to get very good at developing an assessment. Um, and really profiling uh, a person, you know, whether it's a short conversation or with someone you know longer. Not, of course, for you know, anything, uh, you know, that, that is manipulative, but rather simply to protect yourself and your right. family. Right. Oh, boy. I think I was first introduced to your work with Real Power. Real Power is the name of a book that you wrote uh, a while back, and I believe that was... Uh, the book where all of a sudden uh, influential people in this community started contacting me and saying, you know, this is this is a a, a game changer, so to speak. This is and, and you got that type of reaction to that book, right? Baruch Hashem, thank you. Yeah, it was um, it was very gratifying, and the book you know still does well. It's yeah, I've gotten great responses from people across the spectrum, uh, young and old, men and women, professional, not professional. Um, uh, you know, people in the cure community, people uh, in the from community, um, and yeah, and basically what the book does is it sort of interwines Torah and psychology, right. um, not to suggest that they're on equal footing, but rather looks at uh, why people are happy or unhappy, how we improve relationships, where they go wrong and sort of lays out a very clear and, I think, logical case 
that ultimately the quality of our lives are shaped by the degree of responsibility that we're willing to take. Um, and it brings in Chazal as well as you know, research in psychology and I think builds, again, a very um, clear case in terms of taking personal responsibility and being able to really move your life forward uh, rather than feel like you're just a leaf in the wind. And if someone told you that they have nothing, yet they're the happiest person in the world, and if someone told you they have everything and they're the unhappiest, you'd believe both of them, right? Say that again? <laughs> if someone told you they have nothing materialistically... Oh, yes, oh, right, yes, yet, of course. Yet, you know, yeah, right. yet they are the happiest person in the world, you'd believe that, and the opposite, if someone who had absolutely everything told you how unhappy they were, you would believe that as yeah, well. You, you know what, if it, you're just too deep for me at this hour, but yes. <laughs> Um, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, and the research bears this out also, which is fascinating enough. I mean, that is that not only, of course, we know Chazal talk about a person that's wealthy is, is happy with what he has, right. but, you know, it's, these things don't make us happy. And the research, again, is very clear that it's not what you've got, it's what you do with what you have. And right. a person that lives merely to, you know, to um, project an image or to live up to other people's expectations and to gather things, uh, merely as a means of status or, you know, promoting their own self-image, uh, end up feeling just lousy inside. And then that gets fueled by self-destructive behaviors because when we don't like ourselves, you know, the natural thing to do is to uh, engage in behaviors that are less healthy. And so a person spirals down. But the way to sort of reverse that spiral, I mean, there are a number of ways, but one of them is simply to, uh, you know, accept responsibility for where they are and, you know, accept who they are and then begin to move forward from that place. Hey, can I share with you a study that I just read about over Yuntif? Yeah, sure. There, this is fascinating. They they did a study where they wanted to give cash to people to go buy lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to know who would be more inclined to spend more of the money that they're given, because obviously the money they didn't spend on lottery tickets they can you know keep. So they wanted to see who would uh, who would spend and who would not on lottery tickets. So they gave them a survey, and the entire survey was irrelevant. The important part of the survey was with a question or two in the middle that asked their income. And the choices were as follows in this group. Uh, their income was under 10000 between ten and 20000 or over 20000 Then they did it with another group. And on their sheet of paper, the choices were under 100000 or 100000 or more. Which group do you think bought more lottery tickets? So the answer is that the ones who were meant to feel like they are poor, the ones who had the sheet that said under 100 or over 100, and of course most people would write under 100, they bought more lottery tickets wanting to become rich. And the ones who were given the sheet of paper that had the choice under 10,000, 10 to 20, or over 20, mm. uh, they were meant to feel wealthy because almost everybody was able to check, or everybody was able to check off over 20, and they took a few bucks and, you know, spent two or three dollars of the 20 they were given on lottery tickets. Isn't that fascinating? It is. It is. And, you know, one of the things that attracted me into psychology is social psychology and industrial psychology, and you're speaking of social psychology, and that is applying and looking to see, you know, what motivates people. And there's so many fascinating studies, and these are the things that I really hope to explore on the show, uh, in terms of gaining a better insight into human nature, because what that little vignette reveals uh, is staggering in terms of how easily manipulated we can be yep. simply by a piece of paper that somebody hands us and the momentary flash or thought that, does this mean I'm poor? 
if it does, then maybe I need to take a risk. I need to buy lottery tickets. I feel less secure. And then just without even conscious awareness, that entire person's behavior has been manipulated. And it's, it's, it's staggering in terms of when we realize how much control we, we relinquish to the rest of the world, but also it's very empowering when we realize that the awareness of you know, how easily influenced we are yep. is a very strong defense in keeping ourselves from being uh, you know, persuaded against our will. And by the way, that lottery study helped me understand more about our communities and neighborhoods. Because when you are in a community, I mean, I assume you would agree this is part of human nature. When you're in a community where you're felt to be poor, you want more. If you're surrounded by wealth, and thank God there's so much wealth in so many of our communities, you, you want to, you know, you, you want more. And when you're in a community that is quote-unquote a poor neighborhood, let's put it that way for no, you know, lack of a better term right now, uh, when you're a poor neighborhood, you don't feel the impetus that you have to have more because you're just, you know, it's the old keeping up with the Joneses, but just a little bit more deeper, that's all. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, the research shows, I think it's Norway or Denmark, I may be confusing my countries, uh, that they have the lowest rate of depression and mental illness. And one of the reasons is because they don't have a wide chasm between the have and the have-nots. Right. It's, it's a very sort of, you know, uh, gray spectrum. And so they look around and everyone is just like them. And so, you know, they don't get into that old, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, yep, which yep. is very draining and mentally taxing, as you aptly point out. Right. And yeah, and it does affect our mental health. Aside from the fact that it's financially impossible, usually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, now you're going to have to include me in one, of, in one of your hours down the road, because I could go on with you forever on these topics. <laughs> That's fine. What kind of insurance do you have? <laughs> oh, I meant to co-host, don't worry. <laughs> I wasn't talking about professional services. <laughs> Thursday morning, JM of the AM, Dr. David Lieberman is with us live via telephone. You can hear him at 1 o'clock today right after our live lunch. And now I should ask you, what is the goal of the hour each week? What's the goal of the show? So the goal, I suppose, is to provide insights into human nature as well as practical tools and strategies for people to improve their lives and enhance their relationships. Now that can come under personal relationships, business relationships, you know, pretty much understanding human nature and it's a fascinating thing Malcolm. when people understand how and why we do the things we do it really just opens up an entire world of recognizing uh, you know how easy and how really how easy it is to improve our relationships but also how easy it is to get ourselves into trouble and we, we understand better how other people can be have a big ego and a sensitivity and understand really the psychological mechanics that go into what makes a person like themselves or dislike themselves, what makes a person rude, what makes a person nice. When you understand these types of things, it just allows us to enjoy not only a better quality of life, but a much better quality of relationships. Fantastic. And you'll be addressing a whole bunch of these today and every Thursday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time on our stream at jmdm.org to say that... Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to have you as part of the team. Is an understatement. I wish you great success, and I, I look forward to more conversations with you because, like I said, I could speak to you about these things all day long. Terrific. Likewise, and uh, I look forward to a great show. Thank you so much, Dr. David Lieberman, everybody. You can catch him today, 1 o'clock Eastern Time on the stream, jmnam.org, right after our live lunch. And uh, we will try to include him on, uh, on this program as well as many times as possible on issues of uh, behavior and social behavior. Boy, there's so much to talk about and so much insight, uh, which is so helpful. 
Um, 11 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's Thursday, Erev Rosh Chodesh, J.M. and A.M. Tomorrow and Shabbos will be Rosh Chodesh. Tomorrow, our weekly update. Malcolm Holmline will join us. Don't forget Charlie Harari on uh, what expectations should you give yourself at the beginning of the brand new year. He'll be live 11 minutes from now on jmandam.org with the Book of Life, followed by Miriam L. Wallach, a couple of great guests, Elon Kornblum with Great Kosher Restaurants, a runner who is running right now from Jerusalem to Eilat, and she'll explain why. He'll be Miriam's guest between 10 and 11. I'll do the live lunch starting at 11 o'clock. Mark Zamek in this afternoon has chosen to do the stunt show with snippets of our brand new programming on jmnam.org, and I thank him for that. I'll be doing highlights during the stunt show. He's also chosen a Rechnitzer Reject CD for Album of the Week. And at 6 o'clock tonight, I'll be sitting in for Michael Fragan with Spin Class. Michael will join me at some point doing the, during the show, but I'll be sitting in for him, and I'm looking forward to it very much. By the way, i got to thank listener Ira, and i got to apologize to my doctor, because when I was lifting something about an hour ago, I mentioned on the air that my that it was difficult and that my doctor had said that I'm between five and ten pounds, so I could lift a a half a gallon of milk, but I can't lift a gallon of milk. And I questioned, could a gallon of milk really weigh close to ten or more pounds? Is that possible? And listener Ira did the research: eight and a half pounds a gallon of milk. So I know it's not ten, but I'll still issue an apology to my doctor <laughs> because of this whole elbow situation. He has restricted me to uh, just under 10 pounds of lifting with the left arm. And I was questioning, is it possible that a gallon of milk is that much? Eight and a half pounds. Unbelievable. Whoever would have thought that when you're schlepping a gallon of milk, you're carrying eight and a half pounds. Uh, Chaim David is next. It's Thursday, and this is JM in the AM.
from Chaim David. Big Thursday lineup for us at jmnam.org. It all kicks off with the Charlie Harari coming up next with the Book of Life. Make sure to be tuned in between 9 and 10 for that. Miriam Wallach and the live lunch. Dr. Liebman, as you heard, many others coming up all between now and 7 o'clock tonight. Between 6 and 7 tonight, I'm going to host spin class for Michael Fragan. I'll get him on because there's a lot to talk about regarding the campaign that he's involved with. But all of other guests as well. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline with a weekly update. 7.40 in the morning. Don't forget to follow our Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net. Follow it all. We'll keep you up to date through the day what's happening on the stream. And uh, get everybody prepared for tomorrow's big uh, finale to the week as well. A full week, believe it or not. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County, 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And that wraps up a Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Charlie Harari coming up next on the stream at jmnam.org. Have a fabulous Thursday. Until tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, trust the future.